The Chargers have had tons of trials and tribulations this season, but David, we're in week 15, and if they win the rest of their games, they'll be in the playoffs. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. And we've been covering the Chargers now for six seasons together. This is our fifth season as a host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys so much for making this your first listen today. And to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe to the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms, wherever you get your podcast from. And David, there's tons of places we can go after a gigantic win like the Chargers got last night. But now they kind of control their own destiny. And I'd say kind of, and you'll find out why. But if the Chargers win the rest of their games, mark my words, they will make the playoffs. And that's a great spot to be in with as many things that have gone wrong for them this season. And it's also combined with the fact that Brandon Staley just thoroughly outcoached Mike McDaniels, who had been thoroughly outcoaching lots of veteran coaches in the NFL. And I think maybe even Brandon Staley showed that, hey, this scheme works when it's executed properly, right? And I think the reason you think they might be able to sustain it, they could have Joey Bosa on the horizon, right? They have Derwin James on the horizon coming back. Reinforcements coming from this defense at a time when they're kind of hitting their high point of the season with their best performance of the year. And then there's the offensive line, which has continued to be a huge problem for them. Maybe that could even get a little bit better. Maybe there's hope, David, for the Chargers offensive line, Trey Pipkins, and maybe later down the road, Rashawn Slater, which is a crazy thing to say at this point. But today's episode of Lockdown Chargers is sponsored by Simply Safe Home Security with Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe. 24 7 monitoring agents capture evidence to accurately verify a threat for faster police response. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Visit simplysafe.com slash lockdown NFL to learn more. All right, David. Well, <laughs> we had a, you know, a lot of people saying, hey, stop talking about the playoffs and things like that. And we're like, hey, you have to hope, right, that the Chargers can find a way to do it. And we said 10 wins. The Chargers now have a chance to get 11 wins on the season after winning a game that we didn't expect them to win against the Dolphins. And I said at the beginning of the show, David, the Chargers kind of control their own destiny. And that's because if the Chargers win out, they get to 11 wins on the season. Right now, they're in a deadlock with the Jets and the Patriots. The reason I say that it's a pretty much a lock of the Chargers win the rest of their games, if they win the rest of their games, they beat the Jets in a tiebreaker. So that's great news. But they would lose to the Patriots in the tiebreaker. The nice thing is the Patriots get the Raiders, the Bengals, the Dolphins, and the Bills to end their season. They will not go undefeated during that stretch. I just can't believe that. So, David, the buy or sell is this today. The Chargers will make the playoffs buoyed by their win against the Dolphins. Yeah, um, the the Chargers have a very daunting task that's coming up against them on Sunday with the likes of the second leading rusher in the NFL in, in Derrick Henry. And we all know what the Chargers kryptonite has been this entire season that has been their inability to stop the run. But with that being said, this Chargers defense showed a lot of life and the reinforcements are on the way. And they could come as early as this week. We do not know. We know there's going to be a couple guys back, like Sebastian Joseph Day is supposed to return to practice. Bryce Callahan is supposed to return to practice as well. Derwin James is still day-to-day, but hopefully he's going to be back in the fold. So I am going to buy the fact that the Chargers will get to the playoffs off of this win because of the fact that 
this was the type of win that can really galvanize both sides of the ball. And it really shows you what the Chargers are capable of doing when everything breaks the right way. Yeah, 100%. And I think I would sell that they're just going to make the playoffs because of that win. I mean, I think that win gives you hope that they can beat good teams. And they're going to have to be at least one more good team in the Tennessee Titans who have been reeling have lost three they have been. their defense got shredded last week by the Jaguars the Chargers know a little bit something like that but it seems like the two teams are headed in opposite trajectories right now the Titans and the Chargers which at least makes you feel a little bit better but the one yep. thing the Dolphins didn't do was punish the Chargers bad run defense right they got yeah. away from it they did not run the ball well the Titans you know could definitely do that and probably will do that considering that's a Chargers weakness yes when you look at this playoff picture though basically what it's going to come down to is what your conference record is. And that's why the Chargers will beat the Jets because right now the Jets have four conference losses in the AFC and the Chargers have five conference losses and the Chargers have four. The Patriots only have three. So that's why, hey, if they go 4-0 against all AFC opponents down the stretch, they will beat the Chargers in a tiebreaker. But not only do I think that's not going to happen, David, I mean, I think the Chargers could get three wins and still make it. But things get hairy after that because Mm. after you go from conference schedule, then you're going to, or conference record, I should say, then you're going to common opponents if you have to uh, tie in the conference schedule. And then it's crazy because then it's, okay, what did the Jets do against the Seahawks and the Dolphins who they play twice? It gets really complicated. The best way for the Chargers to do this is to win out. Yeah. At the same time, I think there's a realistic chance that the Patriots and the Jets could both lose two games and the Chargers get in at 10 wins. Because when I'm looking at it, David, I think the Patriots could lose two of the Raiders, Bengals, Dolphins, Bills. I think the Jets oh, yeah. have a better chance of going three and one because they have a really good defense. But now their quarterback's banged up in Mike White. They have the Lions, who I think will be favored in that They're game. They're sure. I mean, the Lions are crazy. One of the now. best offenses in the entire league. That'll be a good matchup. Then the Jaguars, who are also frisky, a couple of frisky teams. Then they get mm-hmm. the Seahawks, who are reeling a little bit. And then they get the Dolphins at the very last game of the season. So. I could easily see two losses there. What I have a problem with is thinking that the Chargers are going to win out and end their season on a five-game winning streak. It just doesn't seem likely to me. But they definitely still could get in even with 10. Yeah, they they definitely could, Daniel. And yeah, I mean, I understand. This is the Chargers that we're watching here, right? So even though this Tennessee Titans game, it you know, I did say that they had a, a great, great rushing offense. We know that. But they're 31st in the league in pass defense. And Justin Herbert just, absolutely shredded the Miami Dolphins defense and so this is probably another matchup he's looking at the tape and saying I'm about to have another field day going up against this defense and so that's a a very likely scenario that that could happen but we know things in Chargers land don't always go the way that you want them to or expect them to and yeah they should be favored after this Tennessee Titans game in probably every single game the remainder of the season we know that does that does not mean squat The Chargers have to show up and they have to win these football games. If they do that, they are going to give themselves the best chance to make it to the dance. And the nicest thing, David, is that they finally got a convincing win. I mean, don't let that 23 to 17 scoreboard fool you. I mean, that was not a close game for pretty much any of it right after the first half. I mean, the Chargers dominated that game in a lot of senses and a few weird bounces kind of kept Miami in it. A trip kept Miami in it, right? A fumble that went 50 yards to the house kept Miami in it. Yeah, an onside kick almost kept Miami in it and the Chargers fumble, right? Like a lot of weird stuff had to happen for that game to even be close. But I think maybe one of the things that gives you the most hope is that Brandon Staley gets a lot of credit after this last game. So the buy or sell here is this, David. Last night, Brandon Staley outcoached Mike McDaniel. 
Yeah, I'm buying it 100%, and the, the proof is in the pudding. You put on the tape, and, and you see it. I mean, the one thing that we know that the Miami Dolphins and that offense wants to do is to throw the football over the middle of the football field. A lot of their routes, a lot of their concepts have to do with timing and her and, and Tua throwing to a spot. And that's, you know, a lot of what their offense was. And the Chargers did not allow them to do that. They played press man coverage uh, and really disrupted them. They didn't want to give them a runway to go take off. And they wanted to make to a throw to the boundaries and, and, and really throw those extra long throws and kind of dared them to beat him that way or right. dared him to beat them that way. And he could not do that. And I think uh, one of those things that really happened that helped that was Brandon Stilly simplifying the defense. Per uh, Daniel Popper, they played nickel packages on 85% of their defensive snaps in this game. They knew that they were going to be underhanded. They knew they had to simplify the game plan, and Brandon Stilley did that, and they went out there and they executed it to perfection. 100%, and then we haven't seen that from this coaching staff very often, where you leave a game feeling like, the Chargers won the coaching matchup here, right? And maybe against the Broncos and Nathaniel Hackett, not much to you know, be proud about there no but with this team though to see it go down that way to see Brandon Staley come up with a game plan right to shut the offense down from the Dolphins in a really explosive explosive offense to do what they did against Jalen Waddle to use the pieces that he had left to come up with that performance with guys like Chasir Taylor playing huge snaps right Alohi Gilman a backup safety having to play big snaps like getting all of those snaps getting, you know, legitimate play from your edge defenders when you were without Joey Bosa. And that's been a, not a given at all so far this season. It was really impressive. And I think another thing it kind of showed you, David, is, hey, the game plan is there. If the Chargers players can go out and execute it, Brandon Staley's defense works. But he also changed some things defensively and made some adjustments last night and went away from some of the things that he usually does. So we're going to talk about Brandon Staley's scheme. And if it is actually a good scheme that just hasn't been executed properly, and also potentially faith in the Chargers defense, sustaining good performances defensively because of guys like Joey Bosa and Derwin James coming back into the fold. So we're going to get into that coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys about the official betting sponsor of the Locked on Chargers podcast. And I'm talking about BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to college football season basketball at the world cup they've got it all at betonline.net obviously some great world cup games coming up here down the stretch i will definitely be getting in on that action but if you love sports podcasts like this one you can find those there too you can even find those at bet online and as well as all of the best bets that you're going to find especially this upcoming game against the titans bet online has the chargers as a three-point favorite this week against the tennessee titans we know it's a scary matchup but they are favored going into this one, which is always cool. But you can also bet on, you know, first touchdown, first half points, a ton of things to bet on there. And they're always the fastest and easiest way to get all of your betting info. So head to the website or use your mobile device today to learn more at Bet Online, where the game starts. Well, it's time to get into the rest of our Chargers buy or sell us here, David. Flipping, you're keeping, I guess, with the Chargers defensive side of the ball. But thank you guys for everyone who's making us your first listen today, especially last night. What a fun show to be a part of. If you guys need a second listen, make sure to check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts that only Locked On can provide. David, not only did I think Brandon Staley come up with his best game plan of the year last night, even though, like, even going back to that Raiders game, like, 
they started that game in a really, really positive way. I mean, there's times against the Cardinals, right, outside of a couple of big plays where the Cardinals just didn't know what to do. You have Kyler Murray at a press conference saying, hey, schematically, we were effed, <laughs> right? Like, that's <laughs> probably always a good thing to hear if you're yeah. a defensive-minded head coach, right? Absolutely. But besides just it being a great game for Brandon Steely, I think it was a great game for the Brandon Steely scheme. The thing that made him so popular and such a hot candidate when he was the Rams defensive coordinator leading them to the number one defense in the league. So the buy or sell here is this, David. The performance last night showed that Brandon Staley's scheme works when it's executed correctly. Yeah, I think that caveat that you provided at the end was the most important part of that. When it is executed the right way, then yes, I do believe that this this scheme can work in the NFL. Now, what gives me some pause in this is that this is the first time that we've seen the Chargers really do it. I mean, since Brandon Staley has been the yeah. head coach here with the Chargers, this is the really the first true, like almost beginning to end example of his defensive scheme working. And it was with when a lot of his key guys were missing from the plan. I mean, you didn't have a Derwin James to cover up a lot of your deficiencies and you didn't have a Bryce Callahan out there who's been one of your best cover corners. That's when you saw this defense actually go out there and look the way Brandon Staley always envisioned it to look, which makes me feel like maybe they should have simplified this defensive scheme a long time ago, and that might have bared some more significant, better results. Sure, but you're also not going to be able to get away with a, you know running nickel 85% of the time against the Tennessee Titans either, right? So it's not right. always that simple. 83.7, uh, just to correct myself. Either 83.7. It doesn't matter. It's close enough. But yeah. when you're talking about that, I mean, I think the biggest thing is, is it getting installed correctly by your defensive coaches? I mean, we have to right. give Ronaldo Hill some credit as well. Because yeah. I mean, there's many times we're like, what does Ronaldo Hill do? And I think the <laughs> biggest thing with this Chargers coaching staff on the defensive side is Brandon Steele is the head coach. He has other matters. Obviously, he's going sure. to be a huge part of the install process during of the course. week when they're going over what the game plan is and watching the film and all that stuff. At the same time, you need coaches who are going to translate that for you, who are going yes. to install it to their position group specifically. And I think there's been too many times where we haven't seen that done. There's somewhere in the translation that something's getting lost and yeah. it turns out the way it is. I also think the other thing is you need the players, right? You can't have oh, anybody yeah, just outside taking Jalen Waddle down the field like that yeah. one-on-one, right? Yeah. And that also came with the Chargers switching things up because you talked about the nickel and there's a lot of you know zone matching that the Chargers do. Brand Staley yes. talked about that, right? It looks like man, but it's actually zone. Yeah, it's way too complicated to get into. But basically, it's like if a player does this, you take them man to man. But if they don't, you fall into a zone. Right. And it's just a lot of it's depending on what the offense does. And then you actually just stick with whatever receiver comes into your zone first. That's kind of a simple way to kind of put it. But they also changed things up. They went more simple or single high safety. Right. They didn't give as much safety help over the top and it burned them one time. But besides that, obviously, it produced great results. And even on that one time, Michael Davis really tripped over his his, 100% his own feet. I mean, he was a great position. That's what you do, though. Like that's that's the gamble you're taking. Right. When you put a guy one on one there, because if somebody trips, there's nobody else there between them and the end zone. Right. It's over. Right. So that's part of kind of, you know, the risk analysis when you're going into that. But I also think the biggest thing was, too, they actually got pressure. And, and things work a lot yes. better when you get pressure. They were able to get 15 pressures last night. I mean, a couple of the the sacks were definitely coverage sacks that they had, right? I mean, the sure. Chargers defense was covering up on the back end. And even from a clean pocket last night, Tua was not good. So, like, even horrible. when the pressure yeah. wasn't getting there, it wasn't affecting it too much, 
they were still doing a good job on the back end, which is almost impossible to do against the guys they're going at. But yeah, it's one thing to have one good defensive performance, David. And I would argue, you know, hey, the Raiders' performance at the beginning of the year was a good performance. I thought the Chiefs' defensive performance before the offense totally failed them at the end was a really good defensive performance. Last yeah. year against the Bengals, another good defensive performance. I agree. still think this one was the best one. We've seen other good game plans, though. Yeah. This one feels different because they did it with who they did it with. And I think yes. the nice thing is, is there's actually some hope that they can sustain it. So the buy or sell is this. There is hope that the Chargers can sustain their stingy defense down the stretch with Joey Bosa and Derwin James coming back into the mix. Yes, I am going to buy that hope, absolutely. And and it's because of what those guys do. We know what Derwin James does. Like I said, I talked about earlier, he does a lot of things and covers a lot of de- deficiencies for you. He lines up in the slot. He's a great tackler. You know, he, he can cover pretty much anyone on, on the football field. And Joey Bosa, what he does, it he's really one of the only guys that – really makes every level of your defense better. I mean, because of how disruptive he is against the run, his ability to set a physical edge and just be a freak of nature with incredibly long arms, great strength, just unbelievable hand technique. And all of those things make him super dangerous as a pass rusher as well. And also this takes a lot of pressure off of Khalil Mack, who has been experiencing all of the attention this entire season without Joy Bosa. So now you get both of your sack masters, opportunities for one-on-one rushing situations which is what they live for and when he gets back he's going to be able to provide that as well as you know when you're getting out to the quarterback the guys on the back end don't have to cover as long and and they have not been able to enjoy that constant pressure that he is able to provide and that is coming very soon yeah and it can't come in a better time for the Chargers, but let's talk about when he is expected to come back. And yes. it's still a little bit ambiguous at this point. I mean, it's yes. still not totally clear. Brand Staley talked about it and said, you know, he's doing good and said all the right things. You can tell he absolutely hates getting asked about any of these injuries. <laughs> but basically he said they're trying to work out when they want to open up his 21-day window to return. Report said last week that there is an expectation that Joey Bosa could be out at practice as soon as this week, which would obviously be huge. Derwin James, the game he got injured, he was able to come back and finish the game. He ended up having a week off. You have to hope that's enough to potentially get him back this week at some point and hopefully get him back in the game. And then there's also guys like Bryce Callahan, like you brought up earlier in the show, Sebastian and Joseph Day, right? The Chargers, one of the most stout stout defensive interior guys. Shout out to the guys who have been filling in without him, though, right? Morgan Fox has been excellent. Brayden Fehoko, excellent. Like they're getting contributions that are making these absences not mean as much just see your tailor which is going to be great because this quality of depth they get out there they get that experience and you yeah. know what they are capable of doing so if you need to put those guys in you know what you're getting that is really valuable especially coming down the stretch yeah exactly and maybe it gives you a better rotation on the defensive line right maybe yes. you can find ways to get just taylor into more packages on the back end absolutely especially in physical situations i like that dude's makeup just like Ryan Saley does physical aggressive doesn't mind putting his nose in it, right? A good like tackler. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's one of the things, too, is Brandon Staley's defense works a lot better when people are actually tackling. Go you got figure. a good tackling game from your linebackers. <laughs> you got a good tackling game from your secondary. All that stuff was in sync. That obviously yes. helps. But if their tackling can be this much better, I mean, the Chargers defense could be for real down the stretch. And at least and when I say that, right, much better, demonstrably better than what we've seen. Doesn't mean it's going to be elite. Doesn't mean it's going to be top 10. But I have faith that they can be a lot better than what we've seen for most of the season, especially 
you know, Joey Bosa might come back. Like that is the entire difference. We'll see. The reports out there say he could come back this week. Fingers crossed, because that dude can't get back out there soon enough. But obviously, you have to be patient with him, which I think with the timeline that we're on right now, they absolutely have been. But it's not just about those guys, because the offense might have some reinforcements coming back as well. And the one continual thing that this week this team faces week in and week out is pressure in Justin Herbert's face. Maybe there is hope for the Chargers offensive line. And if they want to get better offensively, there's one thing that they absolutely have to fix that even in a good performance for Justin Herbert was terrible in Sunday's game against the Miami Dolphins. And we're going to get into that coming up after this. But first, I need to tell you guys about Price Picks, my favorite daily fantasy app. What I love about Price Picks is that it's just you versus the Price Picks projections. I'm not going up against other people and trying to pick out different lineups than they're going to pick out and have our score be, you know, all but one player different. Like with Price Picks, you get to go through, you get to find the matchups that you like, and you get to use those projections to go and win. And all you have to do is pick two to five players. If they go score more or less than their Price Picks projections, you can win, and you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. For the upcoming game against the Titans, you could choose more or less than 290 and a half passing yards for Justin Herbert. Or if you're afraid of the third quarter, right, you could also go more or less than 145 and a half passing yards in the first half, right? That's a, a lot of things you can do at Price Picks, a lot of different ways, a lot of different sports that you can choose from MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, college football, whatever you're looking for, you can find it at Price Picks. Right now, guys, make sure to go download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports today. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you put in $100, you'll get $100 for free. If you put in $50, you'll get $50. Make sure you guys go to pricepicks.com and don't forget to use the promo code locked on for that instant deposit match up to $100. We talked about a lot about the defense, David. We didn't talk as much about the Chargers offense, which had a middling performance. I mean, a good in a lot of ways. They were great in between the 20s, right? It was yeah. one place in the red zone that really bogged them down. We're going to get into that. But again, we saw in this game, Justin Herbert working magic with a ton of pressure in his face. And what do you expect, right? You're starting three rookies on your offensive line. Jamari Sawyer, Foster Cyril in this game, and Zion Johnson. It's going to happen. But I think there's hope for the Chargers offensive line, David. And I think that hope has to be Trey Pipkins at this point. Because to me, you're not going to fix everything with Trey Pipkins, but you're probably taking away your weakest link, which I think means something. So, David, this is the buy or sell. There is actually hope for this Chargers offensive line if Trey Pipkins can not only come back, but come back healthy. Yes, definitely there is hope because Trey Pipkins needs to get back on the field as soon as humanly possible. And it's because Foster Sorrell has not done very well at all. In the four games that he's been out there, it's been three games of five-plus pressures. It's also been two sacks and six hits, 18 pressures in four games, okay? Trey Pipkins, in 12 games, 25 pressures allowed and only two sacks, okay? That is a gigantic cavernous difference. Trey Pipkins has been markedly better. He is the best option at right tackle. They ah, desperately need to get him back. If he is able to come back healthy after taking a couple of games off to hopefully get that knee right for this stretch run, that would be fantastic for this Chargers offense. They really need it. And this is not any kind of slight against Foster Sarah, right? No, it's because, not. like the just, dude just has much outperformed i think what his expectations are and Absolutely. who has he gone up against he's gone up against nick bosa he's gone <laughs> up against max crosby yeah right 
and he's gone up and last week you had Jalen Phillips and you know Bradley Chubb and all those guys like he's had incredibly incredibly tough tasks that he's been put up against and for an undrafted free agent rookie he's performed exceptionally well yeah. I mean probably you know should be on a practice squad should be at the you know a backup offensive lineman potentially you're seeing what you have in him for sure I think you're impressed with what your expectations should be for someone like right. that which is pretty low yeah. but the other thing is David is if you can get Trey Pipkins back maybe just maybe we can see the Chargers have some more confidence, I think, with yeah. the play calling with their yeah. offensive line, right? Have Justin Herbert. I mean, Justin Herbert's flowing with confidence right now. Even it seemed like at one point, especially with the ribs, that the pressure was getting to him. But ever oh, since yeah. that seems like it's kind of resolved itself, he's not afraid to take hits. He stands yeah. in the pocket and takes hits with the best of them and delivers strikes, right? The other part of this is Brashawn Slater could be coming back at some point this season. And Brian Staley was asked about that on Monday in his press conference. And what he said is they're weeks away. Okay, there's four games left, yeah. right? So two weeks, maybe you get them for the last two games of the season, and maybe you need to win both those games to get into yeah. the playoffs, right? Okay. He was asked, could he return in the regular season? Brandon Staley said, yes, but I would say is that it's not impossible. So not much to really gain there, but David, I mean, that is something we kind of just put on the afterburners, especially when it seemed like the Chargers season was kind of tail spinning a little bit. Like, yes, there's a non-zero chance we get to see this opening day offensive line lineup, right? For the first time since week three. I, I mean, that's insane at this point. And you have invaluable information now with Jamari Sawyer and the way he has performed at left tackle because yeah. The, the situation that he got put into was just absolutely less than ideal. He had to basically get told, uh, you know, a half a week before that he's going to go in and be the starting left tackle for the Chargers for pretty much the remainder of the season. So hats off to that dude who has played absolutely lights out for a sixth round rookie. I mean, my goodness, how could you ever expect that? But yes, the beast, the all pro Rashawn Slater could be making his way back at some point this season, which is remarkable. I mean, yeah. a, a biceps uh, tendon tear is supposed to take you out for the season. Obviously, we know that he's a freak of nature, and that obviously is not uh, limited to his ability to heal and his ability to attack his rehab. We know he's a monster in the gym. He, he gets after it. So it is not a surprise to me to hear that Rashawn Slater could make his way back. And, man, if the Chargers are in position to get to the playoffs and they get that dude back, to potentially secure their way there, it could be monumental. We know how darn good that guy is. And I think there's been kind of a sentiment from Charger fans that's basically like, well, who cares if we make it to the playoffs? We're just going to get wiped out by whatever team you know they play in the first round. And it's like, for most of the season, you'd probably agree with that, right? Because sure. it's like the Chargers were such a flawed team. The games they were winning could really go either way when you go back to the Browns or the Falcons where a defensive tackle is fumbling as he's running down the sideline just by the mere you know sight of Justin Herbert it. running yeah. into his vision, right? He was so scared. <laughs> I mean, you look back to games like that, the Browns missed field goal. You have that game, obviously. You have games against the Raiders. You win by five, right? I mean, there's a, a lot of different ways this season has gone. And in those losses and in the wins, I should say, we were saying, hey, <laughs> a win is a win because it gets you a chance to potentially get healthier to where maybe you are a threat. Yeah. In the playoffs, right? Maybe you can win a playoff game. Maybe you can win two playoff games. I'm not going to sit here and say that right now, 
What I'm saying is if they get Rashawn Slater back for the playoffs and then you have Joey Bosa and Corey Lindsley and Rashawn Slater and Mike Williams and Keenan Allen and all these dudes and Justin Herbert playing the way he's playing right now and a healthy Justin Herbert, right? Like that's a different team than the team we were talking about a month ago, right? I mean, that it's just a totally different team and that's why you stay afloat and that's why it's so important that right now they're in the mix for the Chargers potentially controlling their own destiny, right? Basically, they do with Justin Herbert to get his first chance at a playoff game well, which would be great to see obviously Please. but it's not going to happen david if the chargers can't fix one key thing on their offense so this is the buy or sell the last one i want to get to really quick which yeah. is the chargers offense has to do better in the red zone if they want to keep winning down the stretch it's a hundred percent buy i mean they have to they absolutely have to be better their red zone scoring percentage right now is 47.92 percent which is 27th in the nfl That's absolutely atrocious. And seven of the top 10 red zone scoring teams have plus 500 records and are ticketed for the playoffs. That's just all the information that you need right there. If you get to the red zone, you have to score touchdowns. And if you don't, you are doing yourself a mighty disservice. And hey, this game is about scoring points. You got to score touchdowns to win. We know there's some explosive offenses that the the Chargers are going to have to see in the playoffs. You got to be able to score with them. I mean, the red zone is where you do it. And the Chargers went two out of six last night against the Dolphins. That's just not going to do it. I mean, if you would have told me that going into the game, I would have told you they lost. I mean, I told you they were going to lose anyway, so that's neither here nor there. (laughs) Mike Williams helps, right? We saw that first things first last night, the first touchdown. Mike Williams back of the end zone, toe-tapping his way to six with Justin Herbert making a perfect throw, right? (laughs) That was great to see. It was disappointing we didn't see more targets for him in the end zone. Very. That's one of the things that I think has to be better, right? There's a sequence yeah. where you get first and goal last night, and not a, you throw it three times. Not a single throw goes into the end zone. Just ridiculous. Right? Behind the line of scrimmage stuff, screen to Keenan Allen, you know, flare out to DeAndre Carter. It's just let Justin – like, yeah, he's throwing a couple of the I, – I can think of two end zone interceptions for sure off the top of my head, right? Yeah. It was the pick six against Kansas City earlier this year when Gerald Everett right. broke the wrong way. Sure. And then it was also, I think, maybe Jared Cook had one like that too, potentially. He did. I, I don't know. Yeah. But so yeah. maybe three of them. The other one was against the Cowboys last season where uh, Keenan Allen tripped going over the middle yeah. and they intercepted it in the end yeah. zone, right? Like yeah. Justin Herbert can be trusted there. Act like you trust him. Act like you trust him there. Use more play action there, right? That's something that works. They well, end up getting who's the, the guy that on defeats action. one-on-one opportunities? Like whenever you give him those chances, it's Mike Williams. How do you not give that dude more chances in the red zone to defeat those one-on-ones? Yeah. Like he is a contested catch monster. Give him yeah. the chance to do it where you can actually net some real positive results. Hello. Yeah, and they need to run. Yeah, they need to, they need to run better right in the red yeah, zone. Austin Eckler still been good. Hopefully, more Josh Kelly maybe in that area. Yes, uh, I think more Josh Kelly in general. Love the way he uh, runs running the football. the football, he was their best runner again last night. He looked very healthy. He had some really explosive runs. Had the biggest run of the game for the Chargers. And Brand Steely took credit too. He said, "Hey, I'm definitely involved in the game plan. I deserve as much criticism as anyone." I think he's yeah. covering up for Joe Lombardi there a little bit. I would have to say, but sure. It has to be better. And the one good thing that you have there, we're talking about reinforcements. They could get Donald Parham back, right? Yes. Think that guy's a red zone threat? I would say yes. Obviously, hard to expect much because of how turbulent his season has been with injuries. But, I mean, you know, I have like 85 inches of reasons why you'd want to have that dude once you get in close, right? The (laughs) dude is a monster. So, I just think that there is reason to think it can get better if you have Justin Herbert and he's healthy-ish. 
Yeah. You should be better than that in the red zone. He's healthier now. Maybe even a read option, right? I mean, let him run it if he has to. If he has to slide, whatever, if it doesn't work. But I think you catching people off guard because hey, he's I'll, never pulling that back. I'll take more first down celebrations. I'll, I want to see a Justin Herbert like run touchdown yeah. celebration. I want to see what that looks like. That would be fantastic. Yeah, exactly. And we haven't seen it this year, really. So, like, no. it, it'll be interesting to see what happens. But that is one place where I can confidently say if they do that down the stretch, if they can't get better in that area, they're not going to win out and control their own destiny anymore, right? So they have to get that done. And there's reason to believe that they can. But that is going to wrap things up for today's show. We will be back with you guys tomorrow with our Chargers mailbag episode. If you guys want to get involved with that and want to get your questions on the show, you can hit us up on Twitter at LockedOnLAC. You can find us on our Locked On Chargers Facebook page. Ask us questions there. You can hit us up on our Locked On Chargers Instagram page and ask us questions there. But you can also slide into Dave Drogmeyer's DMs at DrotalkSD. You can find me on Twitter at DanTalkSports. You can post your question anywhere, even in the YouTube comments. But thank you guys again for making us your first listen today. To make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe to the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel. And also follow the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from. It's a very exciting time to be a Chargers fan right now. There's hope again, and there's reason to believe the Chargers can do something down the stretch here, and that's all you can ask for with the way this season has gone. And make sure you guys are back here with us and following along and following all of our social media. We post the show there all the time. You can even call into the voicemail line if you want your voicemail on tomorrow's show. Keep it to around 30 seconds. You have a good chance at it. The number is 323-524-7924. But that's going to do it for us today. We'll be back with you guys tomorrow for our Chargers mailbag. Until then, take it easy and go Bulls.